Alma Pictures and Baker Street Media present Second Z's Cubed with your hosts, Justine Brubelard, Serena Dixon, and Allison Weaver. Second Z's Cubed is a technical podcast dedicated to critiquing and celebrating performing arts and inspiring the next generation of creatives. On this week's episode, We'll be critiquing Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, Episode 4. As our show will feature a lot of critiques, we also want to ensure that we provide possible solutions or suggestions for how different improvements could have been made and praise things that went well. We aim to be balanced and thorough. Check out our Patreon for exclusive subscriber benefits and merch if you like what you hear. Our link is available in our show notes. Now, without further ado, let's dive into our discussion. Well, I will say I did like this episode more than the last one. This one wasn't really? as yeah. I I was able to. I had less complaints while watching this episode. Like I wasn't groaning out loud this time. Oh wow, um, that's an improvement. <laughs> I felt the opposite. Um, I was like, oh, oh, buddy, <laughs> oh, buddy, oh pal, how dare you? <laughs> I don't know it's just it was a little more interesting of an episode for me and I was able to stay focused enough to to actually write good notes this time but I did have yeah a lot of I had a lot more notes this time about uh specific writing lines that Mm. were said and line delivery Mm. I had a bigger issue with that this episode I'm just gonna stick to our normal points (laughs) I could tangent Oh, 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 put it that way. <laughs> tangent. Okay. Watch out. She's going on a tangent. I mean, I could have, I could have stayed in the mob scene all day. <laughs> like, no, we could have just sat there. But I digress. One thing I did like was that lovely little lantern when Aaron is talking to Isildur and they have the, the hunt scene, looks like a hunt scene behind them. Mm-hmm. Uh, mosaic mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty of course I like mm-hmm. wall art but I thought that was pretty well done art director so that goes into the sets and props I like the I like the art guys thank you yeah and uh, the cool period props like the you know the stoneware mm-hmm. drinking ware, like the tables oh so much detail wine glasses uh, <laughs> props <laughs> We haven't seen the dagger all episode. Right. Where did the That's dagger true. go? <laughs> this is the first episode without the dagger. And without her asking where it is either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, did they take it for timeout? Maybe it left her during timeout. Yeah. The one thing with props, I appreciate, like you said, I was really appreciating like the art throughout Numenor. And, I'm also an art lover, so um, I always notice. <laughs> mhm and some interesting touches throughout some other scenes but the one thing that bugged me in Numenor is so like the mix of cultures doesn't bug me cuz i guess for me like i suspend reality m- more mm. where i'm like you know they're not earth they can do what they want maybe that's their culture is all the spices of different ones Mm -hmm. but 
And I guess this would be a realistic thing too. But things seem to be aged differently. Like during the mob scene, one of like the backgrounds, like there's like two kind of murally sort of things next to each other. And one looks like brand new. Mm -hmm. Like this this stone was just chiseled yesterday. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the other one looks like aged. And I was just like, hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that would definitely there. Something was overlooked, that's for sure. (laughs) But like, I mean, you think about it, like you walk around a city, they put up new murals next to old ones. Like, so it could it could be realistic. If it's not on the same building, maybe. (laughs) Or maybe they repaired part of the building. You could you could you can argue. And you could probably yeah. argue all, you know, be devil's advocate all day on that. <laughs> but... <laughs> you could argue all episode about this. <laughs> I like consistency. <laughs> right? I think mm-hmm. that's the biggest problem that we are all having consistently is our point of yes. consistency. It's a lack of consistency. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And so I think maybe they have, like, they could learn from that for their future life in in season two, if they do a season two. Still, or any well, other show they do, lit, so right, exactly. it was already greenlit, which right. I think I still think is ridiculous that they greenlit it before the first episode even aired. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Anyway, <laughs> I did properties. notice. Did you have something? I did notice on the Prime Video when I brought it up that it has like three and a half stars. Really? As far as the Prime Video reviews, yeah. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. on the app. Oh good, yeah. they finally rated it properly. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, 16, yeah, three and a half stars is sixteen thousand five hundred reviews. How many reviews? Sixteen thousand five hundred ish. Okay, and it's a three point five <laughs> out of sixteen thousand five hundred people, apparently. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's. I mean, it's not like you know what was that one black flag that was so horrible, like. Thankfully, we haven't gone to that level of uh, the black do you mean, flag. Um, black black sails. Black sails. That's what it means. Black yeah. flag is an assassin's oh, creed like game. The black box. Black, not black flag. Black sails. Black sails. That that pirate movie that like tried to be a pirate mm-hmm, series mm-hmm. tried to be a pirate series, but was like trash. Oh, don't bother. It was on Netflix, and I was like, I went to one episode of it, and I was like, what? This is so lazy. I was like, yay, pirates. <laughs> and then <laughs> right? Then you I was like, I watched one episode of it and then it was like, why am I doing this? So maybe episode two gets better after two episodes. I don't know. Like, no. kind of I <laughs> and I I'll digress after this, but why do we not have more pirate things? Like I, want I think of all the pirate books I read as a kid, and I'm like, I where is pirates my adult? I've seen yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean so many I mean, times. Media as an adult. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, I agree. Like we need pirates. more pirate media. But I'm saying Black Sail was terrible. Like absolute mm-hmm, crap. Mm-hmm. Based on the first episode, at least. Well, no, I watched. I did. <laughs> I did you. have to watch more of that afterward just to like prove to myself that I wasn't crazy. And it was as bad as you originally thought. <laughs> yes, it was. So I, I decided, okay, I'm going to give it a shot and at least watch a significant amount of it just because people were, some people were so excited about it that I knew I was like, mm-hmm. 
I don't see how you were so excited about this. I mean, it's pirates, but I'm I'm not feeling this. Anyway, sorry for the digression, but I think as far as the general show itself, it's not the worst trash that I've ever seen in my life. No. And Do I love it? No. No. Do I look forward to it? No. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely not. <laughs> But I don't think it's the worst trash. So I think this 3.5 out of however many thousands of people. It's pretty accurate. I think it's pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd probably give it a three. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah. that's not too But so we're off. not general public. I think also because we have this perspective of our of our experience, mm-hmm. obviously, we're not gonna we're not gonna watch it differently. Like, I can't turn off my show brain unless i'm really loving something Mm -hmm. yeah if i'm yeah same if i'm really enjoying a show i'm not even criticizing it in my head i'm just watching it right because there's nothing to criticize really you're just like wow that was good at least for me and then i'm like Mm -hmm. like for example in opera i don't i really have anything to like i can i can enjoy and i can see where there was little goofs like timing like if you go to, if I go to Carnegie Hall or something, you can see like when there's little, little things, really little, but overall you're just enjoying it because it's so good. Like if you're going to that kind of level of stage production or, or even like a film that really mm-hmm. hits, you know? And so I get it. That is 3.5. I totally get it. I think that's fair to them too. You know? Yeah. I have right, let's go and do costume hair and makeup before category. script. Yes, go ahead. Okay, fine. I do have comments about the costume, hair, and makeup, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, talk talk about it, because I really didn't. Take it away. I didn't really have anything um, to add. The ones that stood out to me the most, um, or at least scene-wise, was the, the dream sequence costumes. Mm. Um, I did notice that the, as far as the background extras, the the costume styles varied between very elegant to more simple. So I was wondering mm. if that's like their way of showing the different like right. the class system. Mm. Even though they're all in the presence of the Queen Regent, that that was an interesting thing to notice. Um and I did notice that that the Queen Regent is wearing like a royal blue color. Mm-hmm. More on the darker side, but still like that royal blue. Mm-hmm. And I muted myself. I'm sorry. She's wearing those darker blues with the golds as a very mm-hmm. like royal esque color scheme. Mm-hmm. Um, I did wonder why her crown invokes antlers. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we talked about that, didn't we? Did we I don't remember if we, we talked did. about it. Or I don't not, think but we I was did. Very, like, why? Why does she? Why is she wearing antlers? This isn't. She's not a Baratheon. <laughs> also, side note, we never returned to those antler creatures. They kind of just were in the first episode in the trailer, and we've never seen them again. Right. Yeah, yeah. I haven't even thought about that. I was just like, oh. Yeah, I didn't there. think about that till right now. I was like, wait wow. a second. Oh, well, getting a closer look at, how they pronounce it? Adar, father in elvish mm-hmm. that was interesting mm-hmm, he, mm-hmm. he's definitely 
I don't know. I wrote down, I was in question mark. I wrote down dark elf question mark. Mm, yes. Um, mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. He, he definitely looks like an elf, but he's got that like pale gray, grayish complexion. And he's definitely mm-hmm. looked like he's been in a fight because he's got. And then, of course, <laughs> when he says, you know, why do they worship you, God? It's like, you know, he's, he's done the whole, n- the whole not yet about being a God. And I'm like, hmm, Sauron much? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because Sauron wanted total power and control mm. and had, you know, this magic ring that did all these terrible, awesome things that were very godlike. So that, yeah, I really, I don't know, it was cool getting to see, in, and I mean, the fact that he spoke Quenya made it very apparent that he was definitely an elf of some sort, mm-hmm. whether he was... A normal one that just got warped, um, you know, like Luciferish, or mm-hmm. you know, if he's a different uh, subrace of an elf, then maybe I'm hoping they'll explain that. Right, he doesn't have a lot of backstory right now. No, mm-hmm. but I I did in I did enjoy that exchange. I thought that was a pretty interesting exchange. Um, because it it did also show his ruthlessness with how he, mm-hmm. you know, just killed the the that orc that was granted the orc was dying. Them eat the, the, the thing eat the orcs, whatever. Yeah, that. I noticed mm-hmm. that at the very end. I was like, uh, that was unnecessary. because like, it's darker, <laughs> it's darker than what we saw in the dark elves in in Lord in the Silmarillion. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. way darker. That's crazy stuff. Well, except for that one dark elf who lived in the forest and captured. Oh, uh, the the father of Maglin, right? Yes. Mm, I see. He was giving me, he was giving me Maglin's dad vibes. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, maybe he, (laughs) Maglin, I'm Maglin's father. (laughs) Yeah. So he was, I mean, he was interesting. I think as a character, I think I, I just don't appreciate... have enough backstory for him or like, I feel that maybe he needs more development. Hopefully we'll yeah. get that. I also feel like I appreciate Adar as a name because it, it means father, but yeah. also sitting here, I'm like, it, it also really reminds me of the, the word adder, which is like a type of snake. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm like, this is perfect for you. <laughs> just um, jumping off the adder word, we actually hear Arwen uses it when she talks to her dad, but the way she says it's different. So it almost doesn't sound like the same. It sounds, it's a much more familiar, familial use of the mm-hmm. word than a formal version but she does say father to him in elvish i've seen those movies too many times <laughs> yeah well you gotta also remember there's different like dialects as well yeah right. true you got the quenya you got the uh, sindarin but i did have aside i mean if we're um <clears throat> but no i had a quite a few notes on the dialogue and the the writing i, I guess did, no go ahead go ahead I do have one kind of like wardrobe blah 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 comment, and that is just (laughs) appreciation (laughs) for Aaron Nir. 
when he's in like the orc trenches like I appreciate like the makeup and whatnot bro looks mm-hmm. properly dehydrated and beat yes like yes. <laughs> you're yes. done good yeah. mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I was also just like wait like I knew it wasn't gonna happen but I was just waiting for him to like use that rock or whatever he picked up I was I'm... like come on it's right there yeah right. I didn't I did I do remember with that scene when they're showing him gripping the rock and when then we know the guy has a, a knife dagger because he stabbed his own orc when he said you know when it ends with you know uh what's the message i was honestly waiting for them to show him like purposefully disfigured or some crazy like mm, mm. psychopathic thing and mm-hmm. not just oh you have an actual message right, not right. like a warning <laughs> message <laughs> so that was that a, would have been some dark night vibes <laughs> that would right? have definitely been more of a game of thrones turn Mm. If they had gone that way. I'm I'm glad they didn't, but I was waiting for it. You were waiting for uh, it. You thought it was gonna. I was like, all right, where's the where's the <laughs> mutilation? Buckle up, <laughs> Gladriel and the Queen Regent. During that initial conversation they had before, you know, she talks back and gets put in jail. Right. <laughs> yes. Um. <laughs> yeah, she said, uh, you know, his. His people are scattered and, and leaderless. And I was like, way to pull mm-hmm. that right from the movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on. You know, reforge the alliance, fight with me. And I was like, ah, Aragorn. Aragorn. You know, Aragorn with the. Um... No, no, no. I just said, Aragorn, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not born yet. <laughs> right. Um, but I do. Uh, this is where he got it. When he was younger. Fight with me, Aragorn. <laughs> <laughs> and I hold your for films. <laughs> oh, dear I think it says fight for me, but anyways, close enough. One thing I definitely noticed, it's a, it's the other scene with Gladriel and the Queen Regent when they're at the Palantir. The way her speech was, that long speech that she had, I don't remember exactly what she was talking about, even though I just watched this episode like four hours ago. Um... <laughs> Um, I'm looking at the, the way she, yeah I don't remember the, the lines but the way she delivered it was very quiet and breathy which was very similar in my mind to how Liv Tyler speaks as Arwen mm. it's much quieter it's much breathier it's like a deeper voice um, versus my note, I made a note of like versus how Kate Blanchett did Gladriel, where she's very, it's a very strong, commanding voice. Mm-hmm. Boomy. Yeah. Boomy. Well, I didn't want to say boomy, but um, it invokes a sense of importance with how she mm. talks. Mm. Whereas when Arwen talks, it's very like, I don't want to say low confidence, but you have to really listen when she's talking because it's a very mm. quieter way of speaking. Whereas mm-hmm. this version of Gladriel, she's she's she doesn't have the commanding aspect of how she speaks. She's she's yeah. like very quiet, and you know, I 
and I noticed that specifically with that that scene. I'm like, you sound so much like Arwen, but you shouldn't be because that's not who I know. Technically, Arwen is Galadriel's um, granddaughter, right? But um, <laughs> but uh, I would have liked it to have been delivered more in line with how it was done by Kate mm. Blanchett. Now, if they're, they're but, working towards that, that's one thing, but I'm not getting mm-hmm. that sense because she hasn't changed how she's talked this whole four episodes. Time. I'm yeah, and I feel like that's very much a directorial. Season two. Like, yeah, yeah, I feel like that's a directorial Definitely choice. Because um, I think Morphid could give us Nor- Morphid can give you anything. She is, yes. <laughs> she is on point. And from like, I'm thinking of like, different casting calls and things where it's like you know like if somebody gives you what you don't want you can direct them out of that and I feel like this is something she's been directed into I just get that right but you understand she probably doesn't feel confident either to as the character no as an actress to okay to to make that call like you watch Mm -hmm. you watch Disa acting you can tell how she's playing with little things that within mm-hmm. the playground of the artist of the uh director's idea. Morphin mm-hmm. is younger as an actress. And I think mm-hmm. yeah, finding her feet as an actress right now. And if you were going on this that's a good crazy point. journey, i this is where I feel like she's holding being held back because she doesn't she doesn't seem to know how to negotiate with the director about character like the older ones do mm-hmm. does that make sense mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah she's just going with it but i feel like she could have stepped up for it because she is lead she is really good as an actress and if anyone thinks she's not they have not seen her previous work and i will mm-hmm. i will totally go at I any will of the you. characters that think that she's not a good actress because that is a lie. She's quite good. I just feel that she was limited by this because that's, um, that's all I will say about that. I did one comment I had about the writing. Uh, when we're in the sequence with Durin, Prince Durin specifically, and Elrond uh, in the Mithril uh, uh, mm-hmm. vein, the way Durin described it specifically, he called the ore a species and like uh, I don't objects, know a species. I, I don't know. I let's look that up. Let's look that this up. This is so a very strange species, not species. So I'm wondering it's if it's species. like yeah, I think it's a species. Yeah, he said species, mm-hmm. but it's still a weird word choice for me. So species is referring, it refers to money, actually, as opposed to element. Okay. By the way, it was a very unfamiliar word to use. For people who are in that scene, they would get it. But for an average person like me, I'm I'm thinking it's a completely different word. And therefore, I'm like, why would you use that? So I think they should have picked a word that would have been more easily recognized to the masses. Hmm. Mm, okay, I, I see your point. The other thing that was very strange to me, as far as uh, not line delivery, but the accents, we had more time with the works on this one, and we had a lot of time with them talking. Mm-hmm. Um, the very heavy English accents 
was well, please, yeah, that drives me super crazy off-putting. You know, we already know what they're supposed to sound like. So why would you give them a very, very heavy English accent when this is not the Lord of the, you know, not the Middle Earth that's already been established? But at least try to keep, if you, as much as possible, I would expect, I expect them to be as close as possible with continuity to what's already been established to the world. Because if it's, if it's so disconnected, it, it doesn't feel... That is just the same world, the same people, the same. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, I don't know. Fair, any, fair, fair. Yeah, fair. Yeah. I get it now. I get where you're coming from. I don't have a very crisp way of putting it. No, I, I understand. <laughs> and for me, I'm, I'm kind of like, I guess I kind of just was like, well, it doesn't really, for me, it doesn't matter as much because I, I kind of went into mm-hmm. it thinking it was going to be a fan fiction. That's where I'm coming from. But I see, I see how that could throw you off. I like consistency and <laughs> talk about that a lot. <laughs> right. I mean, we all do. I it's in your intro. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm going to point out when everything's not consistent because. Ah, the one thing I did like, I want to just, I want to say one thing I really, really did like. So when Owen. Please do. Who plays Durin is, mm-hmm. is interacting with Elrond. Mm-hmm at any mm-hmm. time in his life these days mm-hmm. he's he's definitely like shady like you are shady Elron. why are you here you know yeah. like and i get it and because he is shady af that's right and mm-hmm. even Disa, you see you notice that Disa's trying to be nice but mm-hmm. she doesn't feel him you know what i mean like she's mm, yeah She's like, mind your own business. Right. And and I think that really worked great. And you can see the inexperience of Elrond mm-hmm. as well as a negotiator because he's being used by yeah. these people. He's being so used by the people that are around him. Like, and he kind of like He's trying to find his identity as somebody. And, and it feels like Durant is trying to take on the responsibility that his father is leaving him, right? Mm-hmm. And all of them have that past beef with each other, right? You can, yeah. you can just feel that. And yeah. so, like, you know, from the time when the, when the dwarves invaded the, the kingdom of the Sindar and Elves, when the fall of Doriath, right? And after, after, uh, you know, Thingol had that whole issue and like turned into a whack person right off right before he died, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. not whack elf, but like they they all it's like they all respected Melian, right? Well, as soon as she left Middle Earth, it's like things began to fall apart. <laughs> things fall apart. Uh, thank you, Chiwana Chibe, for that wonderful book. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. I feel that it's it's like things completely start to fall apart massively and so i i do i do love those little details that the dwarves are putting into their characters to Mm -hmm. show us something that is subtle like they're subtle enough when they need to be but then they're like i need to talk when they need to be you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i think that's that's so nice to to see about their characters 
one one moment that I really enjoyed with the Elrond in Cause of Doom was um, when we got to see like his elf vision, mm-hmm. where he's mm-hmm. you know it's all zoomed in and then it pulls back and it cuts to like his eyes and you're like, oh, we got to see how right. he sees. That's right. really mm-hmm. cool. That is the only Elrond moment I have ever enjoyed. Yeah. <laughs> <Continue>. oh. <laughs> um, I really in- appreciated that. And one other scene I appreciated with this episode was the uh, King Durin and Prince Durin's like reconciliation yes, like talk. Mm-hmm. Hearing, you know, even when I'm angry at you, I'm still with you. Like, mm-hmm. and you know, that, and, and I know a lot of people have personal issues with you know their parents and family and not everybody has that ideal dynamic so having them show a positive parent child father son relationship like that where even though they're disagreeing you know it's Mm -hmm. it's they're they're still coming to that common ground of you know i'm of course i'm gonna you know back you even if mm. i don't like what you're doing or how you're doing it i really liked that that exchange it was very mm. i was expecting i was i was expecting that like typical you know berated lecture you know uh that would be Prince the Durin. hollywood trope right yeah whereas mm-hmm, they went mm-hmm. a completely different direction and it really caught my attention um oh, I really yeah. so i really in- appreciated that i appreciated that too Although I did send you guys the screenshot of the Ice King. Oh, is that why? That's, <laughs> now I understand better why you said that. Because at first I was like, why did she send me? Oh, yeah. Send me yeah Father the Winter first, from freaking. The, uh-huh. Yeah, it's the Father first, Winter from one of the, the Christmas claymation what? movies. Yeah. One of the 1990s claymation movies. The oh, Ice not even King. 90s. Try 1940s. Yeah, yeah, yes. you're correct. <laughs> I had to go. Yeah, I, I, I noticed that right away. I was like, ah, ha, ha. <laughs> the very first, yeah, the very first shot with um, oh, what's Duran's father's name? Also Duran. <laughs> oh, okay, King Duran. King Durin. There's a lot of Duran. Um, okay. Yeah, but the very first shot of King Duran, it's like it's it's even super shadowed and stuff. And I just mm. instantly took me back to that like claymation, ice king, king of mm. winter, like pointy crown, winter, yeah. crazy looking vibe. And I was just like, wow, uh, okay. <laughs> and, the very and then I was like, where am I? Crown? What am I doing? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just I just don't understand Elrond like and I feel better about him hearing your little in this Allison where you're like oh he's finding himself it's and what blah, it feels blah, blah. like I'm not trying to be like the little psychologist guys no 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 you're right he is <laughs> I just he feels so he feels gross trapped. and snoopy and yeah. oily to me and I'm like why come on Duran? like why are you even friends with this gross guy why do you allow him into your house like what is happening right now because they were friends from before like real friends i mean elrond is pretty snoopy in general (laughs) 
I just, I'm just, yeah. I feel he, like he gets away with a lot of things that he shouldn't get away with. Right. And, and he does a lot of things that are just not okay. Right. And Elrond and I would not get along in real life. <laughs> I just not feel this like, version, at least. listen, <laughs> step back, brother. <laughs> what are you doing? Right. What, um, what, what are you doing? Sorry. No, yeah, what? What? What are you doing? Oh, oh my gosh, I forgot that video. <laughs> <laughs> you should just splice that in. What? what, what? Sassy gay yeah. friend here to rescue you. From your stupid choices. <laughs> and and the mine, the scene that we already talked about, where Princess Disa is singing um, to the mines yeah. and the rocks. Um, really appreciate that oh did not appreciate yeah. the order of events like first of all oh, snoopy mcsnooperson elrond would <laughs> not have waited until after yeah <laughs> he wouldn't have waited until after the the ritual of singing to the mine to ask what was going on bro would have already known like right. so and like so I felt like that was very felt very like a lot of the um I'm like the eclipse no the the (laughs) starts with an e exposition exposition a lot of exposition there we go a lot of (laughs) that part of writing that I hate show (laughs) yeah it feels it feels so forced where I'm like okay if this were to actually go on Snoopy, Snoopy McSnooperson would have snooped. He would know. Right. Like there wouldn't be this weird after thing scene. Like you could have just tossed that in. Like had him like entering the chamber and ask somebody on the side, right? Like, or if you want to have that reveal at the end, have that like shot with him asking somebody and them kind of like snubbing him because he's like an elf and they're like, bro, right? Yeah, like yeah. you lost the challenge oh, yeah. in the beginning. That- we don't talk to you. That sequence didn't bother me, um, you know, because he's from the way I interpreted it. He was, he knew something was up, and he was mm-hmm. basically trying to bluff his way, or basically trying to get Deza to like give it up without being too uh, overt about it. Um, and then you mm-hmm. know she hammered home like oh nothing's you know you're just we're being ridiculous yeah nothing's happening blah 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 and then you know then he uses his no 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 am i misunderstanding what you're saying then yeah you're you're thinking of the scene before the mines collapse yeah i'm thinking of um, i'm talking about after the mines collapse and she's singing that to them to to the, the, allow the the souls that are still breathing safe passage out of the mines you know what i right. mean yeah, yeah that's the place of the rocks yeah yeah so i'm confused now well like afterwards he's like what's going on like what was that it was crazy and she's like oh we were just singing to the mines well yeah he asked what the ceremony was and then he basically like caught them in the in their lie because right. yeah because he now knows that they were hiding something and is a bit perturbed that they couldn't just be upfront about it 
and rather than keep these secrets with who's supposed to be a close friend. At least that's how I interpreted it. Maybe I'm not thinking on the same page as you, but I don't know. It didn't, I didn't have an issue. The only, I didn't have an issue with any of that. The only part I did have an issue with was uh, Durin and Elrond's exchange prior, you know, prior to Durin telling him that they found me through. I did like, Why I did, did like that tell part. Him, though, that's... Yeah. Well, Why did he give him? Yeah, my issue so was why why swear him to secrecy and then give him a piece of it. Seriously, yeah, that here, does not take make this sense. out of the cavern. Don't tell anybody about it. But you Don't let him find it ever. Um, but I I didn't like that. It didn't make sense. Uh, on the reverse of that, I did like them giving the like uh, word origin discussion on how Mithril became its name. Mm. that that for me mm-hmm. was interesting um but yeah that that whole here have a piece because you're my friend but i already told you to swear to secrecy to never tell a soul about what i'm about mm-hmm. to show you like that just defeats the purpose of having him swear to you yeah mm-hmm. it's like the words <laughs> of this will never leave this cavern but here take some yeah <laughs> that can leave but you cavern. know now you're gonna get a bunch of questions as to what's ooh, what's that where'd you get it mm-hmm <laughs> So, I don't know. That was a weird writing choice. Right, and I I think it could have worked better if we would have had, like, maybe he will discover it or something. Rather than him, but I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to build up that tension thing and like, oh my Mm. gosh, he broke an oath. But elves don't break oaths. No, Mm -hmm. it's going to be the the other thing I was thinking. If he does break an oath, that's like, okay, what the heck? actual heck what i mean you can already see that the elves and the dwarves butting heads which is what we already have been established to know when we get to fellowship of the Mm -hmm. ring you know the the dwarves the dwarves and the elves blame each other for not liking each other but i think at this point we're going to find out who's actually responsible for the falling out well we already had the falling out because of the freaking thrandil I mean, not Thrandall, uh, blah, blah, blah. But Dingle. I mean, like, Dingle. well, yeah, but I mean, in terms of, because at this point, even though it's just Elrond, he still gets the dwarves to work with the elves in, in Linden. Oh, you mean after that point? Yes. Oh, okay. I got it. I when got we it. get to me, Gimli, and Legolas, and they're like, I'll never see the play in the hands of an elf. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know. You know the the that animosity level after that fact. I, we're already kind of seeing that grinding, building, mm-hmm. and building. Right, right. Um, and like you said, elves don't break promises, so that means the dwarves fucked up. Or promise, if elf. they screw up in their writing, then they will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody's gonna mess up. Somebody's gonna mess up with this. For sure, yeah, hundred percent. So we go. So anyway, let me see. Is there anything else I wanted to share? Oh, okay. So the the whole Bronwyn Arondir uh thing. Uh, when they arrived to the town, first of all, why would he be running around the town with her? And what the heck? 
that that part i'm like okay stop you'll see what why i have beef with this in the next episode as well but why are they so openly like if they're supposed to be a hidden couple thing i guess it's just them being like forget it we're just gonna be a couple now <laughs> i don't know I kind the of apocalypse has happened we don't even care anymore maybe that's the thing but i don't know and then you saw the whole thing with uh theo and the jump shot thing that we saw from the trailer like oh, you know who's elrond uh not elrond you know Ron. So, um, no, so no, you know, who's all the Rons. Oh, you don't kid, <laughs> right? You know who mm-hmm. is Sauron kid or whatever, right? So that whole little thing. Okay, the kid's freaking out, and old man's there. That's the same old man you remember in the trailer. It seems mm-hmm. to be the same old yeah. man that works with the Dar. That works, what? With Adar, you remember how with, when mm. the orcs were coming, there was like oh, old Adar. Man. I'm pretty sure it's the same old man. Yeah, the one that was the butcher. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The butcher guy. So, which? Why would you have your same butchery in your bar? But uh, anyway, so, so that whole thing where where Theo's trying is kind of coming into his identity thing like choice moment etc but he still seems like a lost i don't know lost soul speaking of theo okay talk about it (laughs) they go into the whole let's go to the town and get the food being like we have to go during the daytime because orcs move around less and that's when it's safest to like let me hide until nighttime when it's full dark right and then and like i get it like he almost waited till dawn kind of but also then the revealing of dawn as he is doing his weird slow-mo somehow stay ahead of the orcs run away thing right like with how did he do leg. that did he suddenly grow wings those orcs are with fat. an injured leg right you know, yeah he's not supposed to be very mobile because he got cut on his leg apparently mm-hmm. i mean and you know there's that moment where you're like oh somebody's gonna save him right now you know <laughs> i ain't even worried about just, it that's <laughs> just a you know bad job on the directing and the well the directing (laughs) (laughs) um um you know if you have an injury you're not going to be at the front first i've been injured you're definitely not going to be at the front you'll be captured today Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm um also they can smell blood you think that the orcs are it come on but yeah, that's just it's that's just a long another thing in the long line of problems with the show. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I was just like, I can't even with you right now. Like but yeah, I mean over- first the mob scene was super unbelievable just because of the way that floofed up and then floofed down real quickly. Why did it floof and up weirdly? And, and it was so weird. Like, wouldn't it would take a more of a process, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Which is like, like I said, I felt like it was very much like skipping a stone across the surface of a wa- the water. Like mm-hmm. we just got this weird like snatches of what that scene was supposed to be and not enough to actually like be believable or get us into the scene or anything like that. And so, yeah, I think we, I think this is a good place to stop for this particular episode. Thanks everybody for joining yeah. us for episodes. Yes, thank you. And I'll just say, uh, stay tuned because we'll be back and we'll go into our outro. Better than ever. Because <laughs> we'll be more awake. <laughs> yeah. We'd like to thank you for joining us for today's episode. This episode was produced by Alma Pictures and Baker Street. Join us next week for the next episode of our podcast. Thank you. Merci. Gracias. Gracias. Danke. And have a great week.